Welcome to Food Farms and Chefs radio show, where we highlight everyone from the top industry leaders to startups and farmers that make it all possible with Chef Jean Blom and photojournalist Amaris Pollock. Hi, and welcome back to Food Farms and Chefs. And I'm very excited because I am tied into their family on several different levels, but I am bringing on yet another Marin business. Uh, Carrie Marin, who is one of the co-founders of Philly Yard Bar, is joining us on Food Farms and Chefs. So Carrie, welcome to the family. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I'm honored to have this opportunity. I know you have spoken to some of my other family members previously, so now it's my turn. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, I saw when I was looking into a little bit of your history, and it's not a lot, I didn't see a lot on you, um, that you have you have a history in the hospitality bu- business that runs back about 20 years? Yes. I mean, now you're making me feel old, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen... <laughs> When when I when I look back to like I I met um somebody who who was born in two thousand three and I was like <laughs> I feel <Yeah>. old <laughs> yes yes exactly but yes I do have over twenty years in the hospitality industry I started working at a very young age in country clubs worked my way up through I worked at the Desmond Hotel which is in Malvern Pennsylvania it's a full service hotel and conference center where I always like to say I really cut my teeth. I was there for about 12 years and started out as a restaurant manager. And when I left there, I was the director of food and beverage services. So I oversaw their conference center, banquet department and restaurants. Um, From there, I, you know, dabbled in a couple other locations working in restaurants as a general manager before I transitioned, honestly, out of hospitality. (laughs) I I do have children and they were born in the early 2000s. So you can imagine that does make me feel old when you say, you know, someone was born in 2003. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like you're about to be able to serve them if if that's the case. (laughs) Yes, I have one who just celebrated her 21st birthday earlier. It was back in October, so not too far away, but a yes, new 21-year-old who is now happy that she can help in discovering cocktails and enjoying them since, you know, that is sort of the backbone of our small business. (laughs) It is. Um, And it's amazing that you guys kind of have that, you know, not only just for, you know, birthday celebrations for your own family members, um, but also people, because y- you've been brought on, you kind of like made a big boom in the business because people are like, wait a minute, I can, especially during COVID times, because um, mm-hmm. people still, you know, within their little circles still wanted to celebrate, you know, big things like big events. And I know that you guys have, you know, gained notoriety because you've been mentioned. I mean, I've known you, I've known your name actually before you guys started your business because Oscar had had Oscar Marin, who's your brother-in-law had mentioned um, that you guys were starting it up. So you've been on my radar for a long time, (laughs) but I know that you, you've been, you know, regarded highly in like different magazines, like Philly mag has um, highlighted you and the knot, which is a big like wedding um, spot online. Yeah. Um, So kudos to you for, you know, 
coming to a point where you're being noticed and highlighted in larger publications. And, you know, I'm sure you've been on TV because I know that 6ABC and Uh NBC10 and everybody in Fox probably has brought brought you on too. So, and and I don't mean to like take over the interview. So... (laughs) Let me let you talk about it. <laughs> no, that's okay. I mean, you mentioned, yes, we were featured on FYI Philly a few years ago and beyond the, you know, Philly magazine publication, The Knot. We've been featured in Delish on Localish. So we've worked with Jen Fred from Fox 29 before. So yes, we, we've been out there in different areas. And I think what we really found ourselves lucky in being prepared and, you know, timing wise in starting Philly Yard Bar. Yeah. Which we started back in 2018. So we're only going to be celebrating our fifth year this coming April. So it's crazy because in some ways, five years doesn't seem like a long time, but then in others, it certainly does. <laughs> um But having worked in the industry for so long, so a little bit of background, you know, besides my hospitality experience, my husband is a trained chef. He does teach culinary arts at the Community College of Philadelphia. And so we feel very fortunate in that we have this back of the house experience Mm -hmm. as well as front of the house. And we've found a way to merge them in a very cool way that is not a food truck. (laughs) And listen, I have so much respect for food truckers because that's a lot of hard work. You are really grinding it out every single day from preparation to shopping, to working an event or, you know, going out and catering a festival, whatever the case may be. It is a lot of work. Yeah. So my husband, of course, was drawn sort of to the food side of things because that's where he's most comfortable. Whereas myself, I'm in front of the house. So I'm always thinking about how can I make this, not to sound, you know, dumbing it down, but how can I make this easier on myself? And food was not the way to go, at least in my mind. I'm like, no, (laughs) I want nothing to do with food, but everyone enjoys when you're having food a beverage, whether that's, you know, a cocktail with spirits, beer, wine, or if it's zero proof, you know, there's that whole phenomenon of the mocktail that's going around and they're really fun too. And how can we blend like our two experiences to make that happen? Yeah. And so that, that is really how the Philly Yard Bar was created. Um, we found a trailer that had a really cool aspect to it in that the whole one side actually folds open to create what we call the pub space. <laughs> um, and so it has it is elevated. So you have to walk up a few steps to actually get onto the trailer. And from there, it has high top tables. It has bar stools. It has a U-shaped bar. Honestly, like if we blindfolded you, I always say this. If we blindfolded you and we put you on the trailer, took the blindfold off and you were sitting there at the bar, you wouldn't know that you were outside. Yeah. It has that warm and cozy feel of your favorite watering hole or your neighborhood bar that you like to go to. It's just that now it comes to you 
you don't have to go to it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's important too, because it's, you know, if you're throwing a party like, and you want to zhuzh it up, you, you know, a bit, or if you're having a backyard wedding or, cause I mean, people do do that. Yes. Um, and, or if you're having a large celebration and you just feel like making a statement, like you guys have that availability to help, you know, conduct that, that party or elevate it to that next level. Absolutely. It's, it's an experience. It really is. And it, it does elevate any type of event without having to create it all on your own. So if you think about hosting an event at your, at your house, right, you have to run a tent, you have to get tables and chairs. And while you may still have to do that, you can have a really cool bar atmosphere and we bring it to you. You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to order any of it. You don't have to set it up. We set it up for you. We'll work the event if you need us to. So we can provide bartenders if it's at a private residence. Um, If it's in a public setting, typically we're partnering with someone who has that ability. So the, the other nuance of the mobile bars and, you know, the Philly Yard Bar in particular is we're BYO. So the client provides all of the wine, beer, and spirits. No, do not carry a liquor license. Okay. But do you provide like the sodas and the iced teas and the mixers and stuff? Typically we do, especially when it's on a private residence. They want us to take that, you know, heavy lift so they don't have to do it. We can bring all of those items with us if they want to, but they, they could also do it themselves if they wanted to. Now, is that an additional charge of like, because I I know that there's already a lot of amenities, um, Mm -hmm. but is that an additional charge? And, you know, are are the bartenders and mixologists, are they, you know, trained and and whatnot Mm -hmm. in what they do? Yes. So bartenders, at least one bartender is always included in each rental. The additional provisions such as ice cups, mixers, garnishes, all of that, that is additional. That's not included in the flat rental rate. Um, But a bartender is, and all of our bartenders are either TIPS or RAMP certified. And Mm -hmm. most of them have close to myself in that, you know, 20 year food and beverage hospitality range experience. Um, (laughs) The only one who really didn't come with, you know, a bartending background per se would be my husband who (laughs) sits on the culinary side. And we've been lucky enough to blend his culinary expertise into creating some of our drinks, you know, and meshing, you know, there's a big phenomenon, you know, people love to make their own simple syrups and and shrubs. And so he's been able to help incorporate that with us yeah. in coming up with some of the cocktails and items that we feature when we do go out to events. And that's a good, that's a big bonus, you know, having somebody who knows the way to balance a, you know, a beverage because there are people out there that, you know, throw liquor together and they're like, here you go, here's a cocktail and you sip it and you're like, oh, that's a sugar bomb. <laughs> You got that right. Yes. There's something to be said for following the recipe, even in cocktail making. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's an added bonus because, you know, you get the, you get your mixologist, you get that, you know, person who has the history and Mm -hmm. and the knowledge um, when you order or rent a, uh, a Philly yard bar. But off of that, I want to ask is, um, do you have different size yard bars or, you know, would you be able to like do a tent set up in addition to the yard bar? 
So that's a good question. So our bars, fortunately or unfortunately, however you look at it, they're big. (laughs) We always say we're the big boys on the block. So our trailers are 30 feet long and our ceilings, we have 10 foot ceilings. So it's, it's big. It's, I I always say that to people because that's usually the first thing that happens when we show up at an event site is the client will always say, oh, it's much bigger than what I thought it was going to be. And it's like, yes, I mean, we'll give you the dimensions. It's included in all of our information, but it's hard to really visualize it because there really is nothing else like Philly Yard Bar right now, especially in our area. Are there in some other parts of the country? There are. Um, But here, people are used to the reclaimed horse trailers or the vintage campers that they're redoing. And those are those are awesome. And they look really cute. They're they're just not as big. Yeah. So we're big. It's it's 30 feet. Um, So we only have so we have two trailers in our inventory. They are very different in their style. So one, which is our original, she is very rustic farmhouse look. So like wood grain interior, wood bar stools. It feels you know, very, it, it matches that like barn style events that people a couple with of years that, ago, that was like all the rage, right? With the, yeah. With like the light yellow lighting and gives yes. that ambiance of, yeah. Yes. Yes. And then our newest model, she's just that she's very modern. So <laughs> think all white walls, the black market, like farmhouse lights, um, neon lighting under the bar. It has a stainless steel bar top. It has black metal bar stools, black high top tables. So very different vibe, but the sizes yeah. are the same. It's just the vibe that's very different. So now my next question would be because mm-hmm. we are currently in the colder months, do you mm-hmm. offer like any kind of like heated um, options? Yes. Great question. We do. We have infrared heaters that are electric. So they'll run off of the trailer's generator And we do always, our trailers have built-in generators. So that automatically is included with the rental. In the cooler months, the infrared heaters are available for the interior part of the trailer. And then exterior off of the trailer itself to extend that event space, we do have the propane heaters. I always call them mushroom heaters. Not even sure what the um, like real name is, but that's what it looks like. So like the mushroom heaters, you know, they run off of propane and that's something that we have available. But again, they would go off of the trailer. It helps extend the event area a little bit, but because of our ceiling height and we do have a retractable awning, we don't keep flames on the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) That that I can understand. Try to be safe. (laughs) (laughs) Safety is definitely always, you know, priority. Yes. Um, Yes. So like just out of curiosity and for our listeners, because we are down to our time flies when you're having fun um, down to our last three minutes or so. But um, like where can people, you know, find you? Like, do you do events and whatnot or are you bookable within this still this holiday season? We have some event dates still open for the holiday season. As far as finding us, we do a lot with Xfinity Live for their larger activations. We've been down at the ballparks during tailgate season. 
um, which for the Eagles is still happening. We do partner with Philly Sports Trips. I know I see your Eagle sweatshirt. Um, we do partner with Philly Sports Trips and they're a tailgating group. So our trailers are always at their activations on game days. So you can keep an eye out for us there. We are on social media. So we are on Facebook and Instagram at Philly Yardbar. So you can always find us there. We're always posting when we're going to be at what we would call a public event mm-hmm. where someone wants to join us and they're not necessarily booking us, but they want to check us out. We do try to put that on our story as well as on our post so that you know in advance and you can find us yeah. if you want to check us out. We do have a webpage. It's phillyyardbar.com. And we will also post on there. We also have some great blogs if you need help in you know, thinking about the holidays, coming up with cocktails you can access that information directly from our website. We do have a cocktail inspiration sheet that's out there as well in case you're looking for that. Um, So lots of fun ways to get in touch with us. And on there, our email address, phone number, you'll be able to find that. Which is uh, awesome. So um, now one last thing is I, before we hopped on, you talked about how you were working with Temple University, uh-huh. um, in their campus. Do you, are you, you still working with them? Um, we are, our season is technically over. So we partnered with their alumni association and we are down at Lincoln financial field for all the Temple Owls home football games. And as far as I know, we, we will be back next year as well. Um, we always will post and have links to their page ages to get advanced tickets. Their tailgates are very reasonably priced for anyone who is a college football fan and Temple fan. It is definitely a nice tailgate. They always have food trucks there too. Um, I think Oscar may have even been down there at one point. And I know there's a few others that we always see that are part of that tailgating group. So that's always a fun time. All right. Well, I look forward to running into you at some point in time, either uh, like at one of the fields or, you know, maybe I'll, I'll come across you at an event, but thank you so much for joining us on food farms and chefs. Yes. Thank you for having me. (laughs) And, uh, I hope that people reach out because you are offering a service that is wonderful for private parties. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. We love the uniqueness of it. We're definitely a party in a box. (laughs) (laughs) And we hope that you, we get to see you in person soon and that you have a wonderful holiday season. Happy New Year. Uh, You as well. And Happy New Year as well to you. Thank you. And we will be right back after this short break. To become a sponsor of Food Farms and Chefs and have your business or event promoted on two radio stations in Philadelphia that play on Tuesdays during Drive Time Radio and on a station in New York on Fridays at 1 p.m., you can email us at foodfarmsandchefs at yahoo.com, ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com, or arpolicus at gmail.com. Hi, and welcome back to Food Farms and Chefs. And I am very excited to bring back one of the friends of our show, Tomas Sene, who is the Director of Restaurant Operations for Fearless Restaurants. So, Tomas, welcome back to our show. Thanks for having me, and it's so nice to see you. It's nice to see you too. I know we've met in person at um, previous uh, celebrations and, you know, it's it's always chaotic because there's always so many people. But 
it's wonderful being able to have a one-on-one and be able to chat with you. Well, I feel honored. Thank you. It's so cool to just be able to chat with you and um, and uh, share some exciting news about, obviously, um, Fearless and just the industry in general. Uh, yes. Super, super jazzed to be here. Thanks. And, and I mean, we're a huge lover of all of the different restaurants that you have. And, um, you know, it is the holiday season. So I kind of wanted to start out just real quick about White Dog Cafe and what's happening because very soon everybody's going to be able to doll up in their most comfortable clothes. Favorite day of uh, of the year. It's really, I, I think it's everybody's um, favorite workday, certainly for uh, for the White Dog family. On 1st of January, we have been, I think now coming up on, on, on 10 years, have been hosting a brunch, just like we would do it on any other, you know, uh, any of, any of our uh, other stores. But what makes the White Dog uh, brunch special on, on New Year's Day is that it's a pajama brunch. So everybody's encouraged to come in their pajamas, enjoy brunch, and sort of have a leisurely, lazy day. The staff is walking around in their PJs, and it's just a really cute and fun atmosphere. And, and obviously now between the four White Dogs, it's um, it gained a lot of momentum. So it's wonderful to see the same families coming back every year with the kids. And you see the kids growing from one year to the next you know, from toddlers to, you know, adolescents. And and um, it's been a, a wonderful tradition. So we're super excited. That's coming up, obviously, in the first, so 10 days now. I know. And so, it, you know, I don't know if the reservations are still open or not, but I know I'll be there. Um, so, you know, I'm going to be there with all the action. <laughs> the most we're super excited to have you. And, and <laughs> Open Table, obviously, still has uh, tables available or anyone's welcome to uh, give a call to um, any of the restaurants to secure a table, uh, to your point, it is a popular meal period. So suggestion is the, you know, as soon as you made a decision that that's something you want to participate in, we, rec- we recommend that you give us a call so we can uh, lock that table for you. And that is, that is very true. It's a, and I mean, it's, as you said, it's a generational thing. You guys have been doing it for like 10, 10 years, 10 years is remarkable for, for, you know, some, a restaurant to be open, but also to be running and, and, you know, providing these opportunities for families to do something fun. And and I think in the case of White Dog Philadelphia, that actually has been existing a, a lot longer than that um, mm. before we partnered up with the, with Judy. So, um, so I think most likely closer to 20, but obviously for the new stores, as soon as they opened uh, yes. first January, first pajama brunch, which is amazing. So I'm going to touch base on something because fearless restaurants, they own, a, <laughs> they own a lot of different, uh, locations, a lot of different, um, restaurants under your umbrella of fearless restaurants. And some of the ones that we, we love that we haven't actually discussed, um, are Rosalie and Louie Louie. And I, I just wanted to also, you know, enlighten our listeners about that. So, Thomas, tell us a little bit about Louis Louie and what they offer and, you know, things that they can look forward to, as well as Rosalie. Okay. So, Louis Louie is, is one of our um, our most recent restaurants in, in Philadelphia. It's on 36th and, and Walnut. And it is a French slash European inspired restaurant with a very... I think nowadays the term is Instagrammable design elements and 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 build out coupled with really a, a wonderful cuisine that obviously ranges through European dishes and classics like it be steak tartare or, or whatnot and pasta dishes uh, along with uh, obviously brunch items because we are open seven days a week and and entrees that are you know basically range across the spectrum. I, I think what made Louis Louis really special is that I think it's one of our prettiest bars. Our, 
our happy hour is is incredibly robust. And I think what's been cool about University City for us is that we draw such a diverse sort of audience between the hospital, between the students, between you know, the university. So it's been a really, really cool experience sort of running that store and, and seeing it grow. We opened it in 2018 in the summer. It's been a wonderful journey. So one of my kids' favorite restaurants to, to just to put that on, on the scale somewhere. And then <laughs> the other property that is, is also um, uh, new, um, that is Rosalie, which we opened during the pandemic. And that was, that was, that was a big undertaking because, you know, in September, uh, it was still very uncertain. And at that point, you know that train was was going, so there was no choice but to open it. And um, and it's a an Italian concept out in Wayne, um, uh, in the historical Wayne Hotel. Uh, we took over the um, the uh, lower sort of commercial space, and the cuisine is Italian soul food, as we as we like to call it, homemade pasta and uh, so fresh pastas, obviously pizzas. All the dough is made in house, and I certainly think it's it's my favorite restaurant to eat at, at the moment. Coupled with again very sort of sophisticated entrees and and um, and pastas, salads. So there's something for everyone in that store as well. Again, the typical sort of fearless build out so it's it's a sophisticated space well designed and and uh, we're super excited to have that um that um, restaurant join the fearless family and um now on the other side of the pandemic now i think um it's it's been again uh, a wonderful journey maybe a little dodgy at uh, at first but, uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, during the pandemic, I actually, it's funny, funny you had mentioned that because when Rosalie opened, um, I un unknowingly was friends with um, Shelby Wildgust, who is very good friends with Sydney. And she had pulled me aside and she was like, oh, well, one of my friends owns a, like a bunch of hotels and restaurants. And like she was kind of like talking it up because she knew what I did. And so she was trying to like convince me, you know, hey, why don't you, why don't I connect the two of you? Because it was um, her, uh, sorry, Shelby's Shelby used to run the Naked Network, which was a female-only uh, networking event. And so she wanted to connect me with Sydney. And I had no, like, I had no idea that I eventually was going to circle back around to meeting Sydney on my own and like actually connecting with her. Um, Cause that, that actually fell through just because of how busy our lives got and how the pandemic did, did a bunch of things to everyone. But so it's funny that, that it comes full circle that way. And that Rosalie is on my right, my radar, Louis Louis on my radar, white dog cafe. I've, I've been going to the Philly location for a very long time. I'm not going to mention how long because I don't want to age myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and it, the thing that I love about all of the restaurants is on top of the fact that they're just gorgeous, the way that you guys, you know, create the the ambience of the the restaurant itself. And yes, the menu is phenomenal. Um, I, I don't think I've ever eaten at one of your restaurants without, you know, feeling stuffed because everything was too good to not eat. <laughs> um, it's the fact that it's they're all located in areas where if you want to walk out and explore the area or the region, you can, or say you're walking around, it's very like visible. Um, yeah. And, and I think one of the things that, that we, you know, kept in mind throughout the design of any or, or all of our properties is that I think, I think we can all agree that going out to eat now is not just about the food. It's not just about the service. It's really entertainment. 
and, yeah. and the thousand things that have to come together in order for someone to 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 leave your establishment and say, oh my gosh, this was such a wonderful experience. And it's as as little as the, the, the music or the, the level of volume of the music to temperature. And obviously it all those things enhance the fundamentals of your dining experience, which is the food and service. But yes. but it but it obviously and now every operator I think is putting a lot more emphasis on uh creating a space that is um that is part of the experience. It is wonderful. It is sort of trendy. It does have the design piece that that I don't think restaurants found or, or thought that was necessary maybe 10, 15 years ago. And and now almost any restaurant you go in, you're gonna say, wow, you know what they really designed the place well. And and I think that's now a necessity. Yeah. Um for anyone to be competitive in an ever-changing, you know, sort of restaurant environment. And that and you know very well that the restaurant business is 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 not the easiest. No, it's and, not. And it, it's it's certainly very competitive and it's ever-changing, which I think is wonderful. Because I think that's what kept us relevant is yeah. that sort of responded to the evolution of our audience, the, the trade in general. And and um, and um, and I and I think that's what keeps us sort of excited because every year you're going into the and you're saying, OK, now, so now what? Yeah. So never a dull moment. Yeah. And I mean, you guys really do keep it on trend and like keep it updated. I. I know that you go above and beyond with your executive chefs, you know, designing the menus, you know, not only do you turn over the menu and change it seasonally, it you get, you become more and more creative with your menus because you have your set dishes that are, you know, I- implemented into your menus across the board, but then each individual restaurant and theme kind of has their own menu and own items to create it, to create environments where it's like, well, if I go to this one, I'm not going to get the same meal every, every single time. Yes. There's going to be that same individual like set menu and those options, but then there's a creative aspect where it's like, but that, you know, this one has this and that's so good. And, you know, it, it keeps you wanting to go back and visit all the different restaurants that you have. Uh, you, you're absolutely right. So the idea behind the white dogs, especially now with four locations, that we don't want to sort of just cookie cutter replicate one store to another. The idea is that if you've been to one, you haven't been to all. As a matter yeah. of fact, you have to experience all four of them because they provide a different experience from the, the build out, you know, perspective, yeah. as well as the, the, the culinary uh, experience. And um, look, the, you know. The White Dog is is not 11 Madison Park. Okay, I think what what makes White Dog special is that you can come in any given day, have a wonderful meal that's wholesome, that's yummy, and is going to make you feel warm and fuzzy inside. And using outstanding ing- ingredients, and as, as I'm sure you know, that we work uh, with a number of local farms and co-ops so you yes. know where your food is coming from and i think everybody now pays attention to what they're eating and and where it's coming from who does it support and the white dog has been doing that for now 40 years yeah so so coupling all those things um i think that's what makes white dog truly special is that it is a neighborhood restaurant you can have a, a great meal that there any given day and and you're going to feel about who you're supporting in your community Exactly. So, um, and I obviously, even the white dog was the primary driver of that within Fearless. Autograph uses the same farmers. So is Rosalie. So is Louis. Uh, we're all, you know, and, and the cool thing is that now these farmers are growing with us. 
which I think is is amazing that our, our mushroom farmers are now you know leasing two or three times as much land in order to in order to cultivate mushrooms because or or let it pick any farmer that uh, or or um, or cheesemakers for that matter because of the volume that Fearless and other restaurant companies now represent. So yes. it's wonderful to see that growth. It is wonderful to see that growth. And, you know, by all means, like I obviously if you're ever seeking out like other, you know, farmers or dairy product um, suppliers, I, I I would be a good connection just because I talk to so many different people. You know, I can help you out by like keeping that support local system going. But um, on that particular note, I know that, you know, your your revenue and being in the spaces that you're you are, you're helping support the community as well, not just through um the different or like fundraisers that you guys throw, you know, throughout the year, but also like, you know, you're play, play, putting in place a, an opportunity for individuals to have, have job security and, you know, and kind of, if they want to get into the culinary industry, like you're a great place to start. Well, I'm, I'm glad you feel that way. We were certainly trying our, our hardest to make it a great environment for everyone to join Fearless. And, yeah. and I, that, that's something that makes us very proud. In, yes. Uh, in, in continuing to be that that sort of fertile ground for young talent that wants to grow. Right? Exactly. And on that particular note, I, I am allocating a, our last few moments or our last few minutes together because I knew you do have a big announcement to make. And I, I think I'm breaking it. Um, <laughs> I'm breaking it across all media by, uh, by doing this, but let us know what's happening. So exciting, uh, exciting year coming up for fearless. We do have uh, a new white dog that will be joining, uh, the white dog family out in uh, Chester Springs. Um, and he's super excited. It's a wonderful old sort of farmhouse and, 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 um, uh, with a lot of history and um, we're in currently in development uh, with the expected opening date of April 1st. Uh, it's been a pretty big undertaking. Uh, it's going to have a, a lot of room inside, outside, private events. Um, it's probably going to be one of the coolest white dogs, um, certainly because I think it's it has a, a lot of character um, from the outside as well as the inside. And I think that character is certainly present for you know the the Sansom Street uh, original white dog, um, and, and this is going to be along those lines, except slightly larger. So we're super excited. We're we're looking forward to having our friends um, and our and our um, and our longtime supporters join us there uh, as we're getting ready to open. Uh, we'll keep you posted, obviously, in the, the usual sort of social media uh, avenues and and um, and um, counting down the days. So um, so looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you there. I know. I Thank you. I'm looking forward to seeing you as well. And, you know, I, of course, would love to be there for the ribbon cutting. And, hey, maybe I can, like, squeeze in there and get some pre-photos. And <laughs> who knows? It sounds like a great idea. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you say that it's a barn, is it a is it an actual barn, like an old farmer barn? No. Well, it's it's a pretty large barn building that that was an old farmhouse so it wasn't wasn't a barn oh, okay. they it was a, a residence and there has been a there is a restaurant that operated there for i think almost 40 years by the name of vickers tavern okay and um and we took the space sort of you know added a little 
took away a little here, added a little there, made it look a little pretty, made it functional. Obviously, it's um, a building that is uh, well over 100 years old. So, so with that come the challenges of, you know, temperature control, you know, just like the little things. Yeah. And and uh, so that's one of the reasons why this build-up takes a little bit longer than I think um, some of our other projects. But I also feel that at the end, the result will be, uh, I think, so much more, um, uh, I think, um, impactful. So. Well, I look well, I think it will be well received. I think so too. Um, and anything that has that kind of history and coupling that with an updated version of of you know what you guys have to offer, which is it you elevate everything that that you you know touch on. Um, there's a lot to to look forward to. So Unfortunately, we are actually just ran out of time. So let our listeners know where to find Fearless Restaurants online um, and White Dog Cafe and all of, you know, all of your different Louie Louie and Mushaloo and everything. <laughs> well, nowadays, I think Open Table and Google is man's and woman's best friend when it comes to getting anything um, um, on, online. I, I think majority of our audience uses Open Table to make reservations. Uh, but if you uh, wish to take a look at our, our restaurants, all the concepts are listed on our, our main website, which is fearlessrestaurants.com. So please click on our link and 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 pick the restaurant that you would want to visit or uh, or explore. All stores are uploaded, which will take you um, uh, to their uh, appropriate websites and the ability to make reservations. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing all you and your listeners in our stores and in our restaurants. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you so much, Tomas. Pleasure was all mine. Thank you again. Join us on Food Farms and Chefs Radio Show, where we highlight everyone from top industry leaders to startups and the farmers who make it all possible with co-hosts Jean Blum and Amaris Pollock with original episodes that debut every Tuesday at 6 p.m. on WWDB 97.5 HD2 and at WWDBAM.com and on your smart speaker. Hi, and welcome back to Food Farms and Chefs. And I'm very happy to introduce Joseph Berenson, who is the sales manager of Mermaid Spirits. Hi there. Happy to be on the show. What a pleasure it is to speak with you. You know, this is going to be a real stretch of an interview from you or from me because I know absolutely zero about your company um, and, and have done zero research. That being said, I actually one of your biggest fans. Um, the truth is that I adore mermaid spirits from the day that i discovered your products and i'm not really sure how i discovered your products i think they existed before i did here but i am certainly a user of your products and just a tremendous fan of mermaid spirits that being said tell us a little bit of the history of mermaid spirits because it is a great story on how it was founded and where your owner came from and what his previous profession was to what it is now, because it says so much about the quality of the products you have. Yeah, absolutely, Gene. Um, I was super happy to hear that uh, you'd be one of the interviewers today because uh, you've always been uh, a very vocal advocate of ours, and um, I, that could not be appreciated enough. Um, you just, you're a fan. I'm super happy that we're able to work together on the regular basis that we do. And um, it just absolutely warms my heart uh, to hear the things that you have to say about us. So I, first off, I just want to say I, I cannot thank you enough for that. Um, to, to address the question uh, that you posed about the history of mermaid spirits, 
Um, it's actually, it's, it's super cool because um, Mermaid was founded in 2018 by a gentleman named Dr. David Johnston. Uh, Dave, great guy, very intelligent, very warm heart, extremely knowledgeable about, uh, about alcohol and science as well. He has his PhD in food biochemistry and has over 25 years of experience uh, working in research science in fermentation and distillation. Um, he has seven patents issued to him in fermentation and distillation. And he's actually, um, he's somewhat of an international expert on corn, which corn is very important when it comes to alcohol distillation, um, very important to American agriculture and global agriculture. Um, so Dave, uh, he, is, uh, he has an uh, advanced knowledge within those fields of biochemistry, of agriculture, of distillation, fermentation and distillation. Um, so because of his interest in uh, beverage alcohol, um, he took it upon himself to open a distillery with his uh, prime directive being he wanted to open a shop where people could simply go to to buy the best booze that they possibly could. He would produce the best booze that he possibly could, and then his customers would rely on the fact that they would be getting the best product that they possibly could. And um, I think that that is such an amazing prime directive for him to pursue business in. And it really goes to show um, that that is rooted in everything that we do. Um, he's at this point, um, we've won National Spirits Awards, we're distributed in bars and restaurants in Bucks County, Montgomery County, Philadelphia County. Um, and uh, we have uh, an ever-increasing group of vocal supporters and advocates like Gene. And so up until this point, we've grown on word of mouth and hard work. Uh, we've, you know, tirelessly worked uh, events, farmers markets, uh, festivals. Um, we've, uh, in the, that five years, we have um, grown our offerings. We just started off doing vodka, white rum, introduced aged rum, introduced our uh, bourbons as well, which I know Gene is a big fan of. Um, now, we actually have over 20 product offerings. Um, I believe as of yesterday, we have 22 unique products. Um, and they are all fantastic and uh, of extremely superior quality we offer these products um, at our retail store in huntington valley um, as well as uh, at our we have uh, a small bar in um a, in a, a small movie theater Penn cinema as well in huntington valley but um yeah so we started out started out small and um uh, just by uh just by word of mouth and hard work we've grown into um a pretty serious competitor in the local beverage uh industry um in the philadelphia metropolitan area well i i think and this is just me personally so i want to speak a little bit about your products that i know of and you know i i'm mm -hmm. not a vodka guy but we carry your vodkas on my bar yes. as well um which is you know very rare for me to um carry multiple types of products from the same person. Uh, it's mm -hmm. not really my style here. I select stuff. So, you know, having uh, your vodkas on my, on my bar, as well as your bar or your bourbons and whiskeys, which are always featured there, you know, is a wonderful thing. One of the things that you really hit home with us is you introduced me to one of your products called Basote, which is a cinnamon rum. 
or oh, cinnamon yeah. whiskey, yes. cinnamon whiskey. I apologize. Yes. So, but Sote to our listeners is fireball Magic. that is really beluga caviar. Okay, it's um, top shelf. It's, it's, it's top way. shelf. So yeah. here at Tranquility Brewing, we have a signature product that we call our Scissor G Cider. It is a cinnamon whiskey infused cider. So we brew uh, an alcoholic apple cider um, that we then use some of the same cinnamon complements of mermaid spirits that you use in making this. And then we infuse at the end about 24 bottles of your Besote cinnamon whiskey into it. And it makes the uh, ABV about 10.2, but it makes our signature product. But then I get into bourbons. We are a bourbon, you know, we're a brewery. So beer, bourbon, you know, they go hand in hand here. And you have the honey bourbon, which I love so much, but you have a, you know, a number of other different bourbons as well. And one of the features here at Tranquility that we have is we do monthly bourbon tastings and we introduce new bourbons every month. And I have a very large cabinet of bourbons. And Every so often, I'll get somebody in who is, you know, an Uber VIP wants to talk. Now, nah, I want to say Uber VIP, who just wants to talk bourbon. Um, and when they talk bourbon, that's when I go to the liquor cabinet. And you can always bet I'm going to pull out a bottle of D.B. Johnson or I'm going to pull out one of your signature products and take that to the table and blow somebody's doors off because your products are just awesome. In addition to that, I really want to focus on one other product you have and we can talk about the other stuff. But if you could tell our listeners a little bit about your hibiscus gin, because as a person who cannot stand gin, yeah, this yeah. is a product that I love because it is an amazing gin for people who may not like gin. This will convert you to gin drinks in a heartbeat. So um, it is funny that you specify that you are not a gin drinker. And uh, furthermore, it is a um, it is not a super big category within the uh, hierarchy of spirits, of vodka, of bourbon, of rum. Um, gin is somewhat of a niche product uh, because of um, some people would describe because of the flavor profile is um, not necessarily approachable. It's uh, kind of a niche flavor profile. Um, our Hightail Hibiscus Gin um, was formulated by David, um, our owner, who he himself is not a gin drinker. He set out to make a non-gin drinker's gin. He was spurred to do this, not for profit motive, not for to just fill fill our uh fill a hole in our offering but because we had customers who demanded it so he in response to that said that he would make a gin that he himself liked drinking so he formulated it and then released it to the public and gin drinkers love it but the beautiful part about it is like you said gene you yourself are not a gin drinker you have non-gin drinkers who come to your bar but it has such a different flavor profile that it can convert a non-gin drinker into someone who would enjoy specific cocktails featuring this gin subsequently some of my best friends are huge gin drinkers and they cannot get enough of it 
they're the big he's like obviously you know you don't make a product for people who don't like the product you end up making a product for people who do like the product and thankfully our non-gin drinkers gin is so popular among gin drinkers um that the story that you are telling gene is very like the ones that we have heard from our other customers. It, it is very true. I, the hibiscus gin is featured in a number of our cocktails here, and it's actually a a real popular item with several of my bar staff as well. So, you know, at the end of events or whatever, when they go to have their shift drink, that hibiscus gin will be a very common item that I see being poured um, into a glass. One of my bartenders in particular swears by it. And when I order it, I actually have to buy a bottle every so often for her <laughs> her one at home. She has to get it um, of you know, for her. So it's it's really popular. But then during the summer, you came out with a whole new line of products. Um, oh, yeah. And that, would, and that would be your canned seltzers. Um, tell us a little bit about too. that. Yeah, and the core so, too, because I am a, a huge advocate of them. I, uh, I have them. I also have stateside, but you know, I have the the mermaid spirits is the predominant uh, seltzer and core I have here on the bar. So, uh, you know, it it is very popular, and it's what I use for all my events as well. Um, I use the mermaid, the and and you know, it's funny the one that people overlook the the probably the most just because they don't understand it is my favorite and that is the blood orange the blood orange is so our blood orange seltzer blood orange vodka seltzer is so delicious the blood orange so we offer um of our canned products our um our uh broad offered canned products um we have uh, a line of four flavors of vodka seltzer um, they are, uh, they share the branding of our vodka, which is forbidden drive. Um, so our, uh, four flavors of seltzer are blood orange, black cherry, mango, and guava. The two most popular flavors are black cherry and blood orange. Typically, I really like the blood orange, like Dean was saying, but also the sleeper favorite of mine is mango. I think it is such an overlooked flavor, but it is absolutely is far and away. Um, I think my favorite overall of the seltzers. Seltzers, um, canned spirit beverages are super important to the um, are super important to the burgeoning beverage market. They are um, the fastest growing category um, within the beverage market, and it's something that we take really seriously at Mermaid Spirits to make sure um, that we're not plugging. Uh, Plugging a hole, similar to our gin, similar to all of our other products. Um, we don't want to just plug holes in our product offering. We will not release a new product until it is, uh, until it is, we consider it being like above our standards as well as a really novel offering. So if it's not doing something that somebody else's products are doing, we won't offer it, um, because, uh, it just has to supersede that bar for us. Um, so we, the way we make our seltzers, they're not like how other people make them. We use a different, uh, a different method of producing them. And it has a distinctly, uh, distinctly different flavor than the other, um, than the other, uh, popularly offered seltzers. Um, and if you taste it, uh, you, you kind of see the comparison for yourself. That brings me to, uh, what is, in my opinion, the most exciting offering. Um, the most exciting new offering for Mermaid Spirits, which is the can in front of me, which is our cooler tea. Um, cooler tea for Mermaid Spirits is um, it is taken off like a rocket. 
It is absolutely crazy. And vodka iced teas within the Philadelphia metropolitan area, kind of into South Jersey, um, have really gained a lot of popularity in the past two years. Um, but at Mermaid Spirits, our feeling was the offerings that were being offered by other companies were rather homogenous in how they were uh, created. So there wasn't a lot of differentiation from brand to brand. Um, so I had noticed as the sales, uh, at the time salesman, but now sales manager for Mermaid Spirits, I'd come to realize um, that there was once again an opening for a novel approach to uh, canned vodka iced teas. And um, that is to use uh, David, our founder's approach to producing products, um, which typically biases in the direction of emphasizing natural flavors, using real ingredients, and um, producing something to taste, not to meet the metrics of particular numbers of specific calories. You know, we keep the calories as low as possible. But to us, going a few calories above 100 calories for a canned beverage, if the flavor is there, is so worth it. We're not in it for keeping something at 100 calories exactly or keeping something at um, 5% alcohol because every, you're, or rather, you know, if you were to take a step back and say, you know, with our bourbons, our standard bourbon is 51.8% alcohol. And it is so widely approachable because it's so smooth and it uh, its flavor is so... Um, its flavor is so rich and complex that regular bourbon, like if you're not, if 51.8% alcohol sounds very intense to you, um, I don't typically, if I'm offering a tasting to somebody, I won't tell them the alcohol percentage first. I'll let them taste and they'll say, oh, it's so smooth. It's so rich. It's so whatever. Then they'll hear the alcohol percentage and be like, wow, um, it, it does not come off that way because it's all the flavor. Um, so if we were to step back to our, our canned offerings, um, in how, uh, we're, we're more, um, we're more, uh, principle driven in terms of like, uh, what we, we're more principle driven in terms of, um, what we look to offer in terms of, it's very important for us to have real ingredients, um, to not strictly adhere to the, the numbers and metrics that other people, uh, use and to have it be as natural as possible. Um, that is what led us to develop uh, cooler tea, and uh, we're well, not, I, yeah. I got to chime in here. We could continue this conversation at another time, but we are running short on time. Oh. <laughs> Our last thirty seconds or so. Can okay. you tell all the listeners where we can find Mermaid Spirits, both uh, in Huntington Valley and what uh, some of the other locations where they can okay. go with Apple MR? And first and off, it is go. Mermaidspirits.com, coolertea.com. Mermaidspirits.com, coolertea.com. Um, our address, our store is at 2052 County Line Road. We are in the White's Shopping Center on 2052 County Line Road. Um, follow us on social media at, um, on Facebook and Instagram at Mermaid Spirits and, uh, at the Cooler Tea on Instagram as well. Follow our socials, look up our website. Uh, you can order our products online to be uh, delivered anywhere in Pennsylvania, as well as uh, local delivery as well. Um, but if you are uh, anywhere close to um, our location in Huntington Valley, come to our store, 2052 County Line Road in Huntington Valley. We are open uh, regular hours, Monday through Saturday. 
um, and offer free tastings all day, every day. We want people to be uh, confident in their purchase of our products. Um, so we offer free tastings. But that is why you should come out to our store. Follow us on social media. Check out our website. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Joe. We can continue this. We go on for hours. And, have this <laughs> and, and we appreciate your uh, feedback. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Um, and yes, I will be uh, calling you early next week for you know, an order. I'm just trying to get through the holidays right now. And uh, we'll be talking next week. Look forward to it. Um, Beautiful. Thank you. Have a, something oh. I need to talk to you about uh, going forward our music series that we want to feature uh, some of your products at. So I will talk I to you. To hear. Well, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year's to the listeners. And um, thank you guys for having me on. Thank you, and you too. And stay tuned every week for a fresh new episode, except we are taking a break next, next year for New Year's Day. So Happy Holidays, everybody, and tune in to Food Farms and Chefs. To listen to the rest of Food Farms and Chefs, tune your HD radio to 97.5 WPEN. HD2 or stream live from wwdbam.com.